Hello and welcome to Secret Stories from the Underground. How's it going, Dean? It's going good. Great. It's great. Wonderful. Grand. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Today we have Andy Erickson on the podcast. Andy Erickson. Great stand-up comedian. She is super talented. Very funny. You should check out her special, Unicorn Style. It is on uh, Spotify and probably other great places that... Have you tried unicorn style? I have not. No. I, I've barely been able to master doggy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder what that is, really. <laughs> after you, uh, after after you master unicorn style, it sounds like you should get like a championship ring. I think you've got something a ring at cool. That point. <laughs> it yeah. might leave a ring too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's if that's enjoyable or painful. I don't know. Kind of a flip of a switch, what unicorn style could be. Well, I, I think it's going to be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, the, the special, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, the actual. That'll be good. I don't know about the the sexual performance end of things might be painful. Yeah. You might not have a good time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do we have coming up? Oh, what? What do we have coming? Up? We got dates. We have more places, people. You can um, check us out places. November 3rd, right? I don't know, man. No. I'm relying on you to get this right. That's a silly thing to do. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. Um, I think we're somewhere November 3rd. We're or, in Nebraska. Or possibly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a rap show we're playing. Awesome. Hippity hoppity. Let's we're, get down with it. We are. We're going to get funky. Okay, so we're there yeah. the third uh, Omaha Lounge. That's about the whitest thing I could say right there. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get funky. Omaha and Lounge. Bring the funk, folks. Bring uh, your friends. Bring your mama, too. It don't matter. <laughs> uh, come check us out. It's our first time there. We yeah. apologized to everybody that wanted to see us this last weekend. We were really hoping to be able to perform, but... We, uh... Things happen. Out of our control. Yeah, things happen. So, uh... We, we would have played still. I, uh... Now so that the... Know. Now that the... Yeah, now, we would have... We would have been there. It's not on us, but... Um... <laughs> not any fingers or anything. I gotta me. say... <laughs> if, if, uh... Oh, I'm receiving an email. Sorry. Just... Oh. My ADD and dyslexia just kicked in at the same time. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> but no, um, that show is so cursed. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've only rescheduled it four times, you know, and it, of course well, due to COVID. I flyers from the original times <clears throat> come up in my Facebook memories. Yeah. Like, oh, it, supposed to play this. It's, it's not any. A week ago. Yeah, oh, not anybody's fault. Really, it, COVID. It, damn COVID. Yeah. But, Yeah. Apologize, and I don't know. Maybe sometime in the next decade, we'll get to work with Calvary Christ. <laughs> Catching the next time around. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. Uh, so, after yeah. that. Um. Well, after that, we're at Doctor Jack's back in Omaha. Yeah. November twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah, excited for that. And then we just that, uh, rescheduled the show December tenth, correctly. Yes, yes. At the weekend. at the eighteen sixty seven. That's yeah. going to be our rescheduled show with Metro. Um, Wait, for, now, are, 
only last Lincoln show. Yeah. As of right now. So, so. let's pump it up, Lincoln. Let's get ready and party. Have a good yeah. time. Last couple Omaha ones. Yeah. Yep, yep. We're saying goodbye, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and with the weather change, I'm definitely down to make it happen. Oh, as the weather gets colder, it's real easy to yeah. Let's let's get going. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna miss this part. Oh, it's so. like super rainy and everything else today in LA, and I'm still like, oh, for some reason, I, I bet you it's nicer. <laughs> it's not raining here, but it's cold as fuck. Oh, it's that time so- of the year. Yeah, and it's just going to get worse, too. That's Yeah. That's what you get to look forward to, living in the Midwest. Yeah. It just gets worse. It just gets worse. <laughs> there, there's no uphill swing from here. slogan they went with this time instead yeah. of it. It's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to get worse. Well, we really can't even Go put... Go further north. We dare you. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we can't put that on the Midwest, really, because that's Omaha, or Nebraska is saying. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, like, there is cool parts to the Midwest, just, it ain't here. <laughs> this ain't for everybody, you know? And we're not trying to be dicks by saying that. That's yeah. the slogan they went with. <laughs> yeah. We were kind of outraged that it was the slogan. <laughs> I love that Maggie has to fucking snore right behind me. Right behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Where else is she going to go? Oh, I don't know. Maybe f- five or six other rooms here that are in the house. I don't know. You know? But then uh, she would be able to be part of the podcast. Right. Yeah, she's all about them credits. <laughs> so She's trying to get her name out there. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. You know? <laughs> you gotta work hard for it uh but anyway yeah check out andy erickson's uh so yeah she's comedy uh, finalist from last comic standing correct 15 she's screen clean um very correct all this is correct still a lot of a lot of cool stuff and yes a lot, of, a lot more cool stuff to come from her yes and that, she was a fun chat yeah i would love to have her back she was uh very cool very cool. She was on uh, the same season as Nick Allen, our buddy. Oh, and uh, Oh, yeah, she was on the Tom Segura podcast. We just found this out just a few minutes ago. We didn't actually get a chance to talk to her about doing that, but no, how she knows Tom. Yeah. yeah, we fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have something else to talk about next yeah. time. Still, so that's yeah, cool. you know, yep, yeah, next time that'll definitely come up for sure so anyway uh this is secret stories from the underground thanks for tuning in here's our interview with andy erickson andy are you there hi yeah hello how you doing i'm doing good how are you all right i'm here with my co-host dean how you doing Woo! awesome how are you guys doing all right pretty good uh where are you coming from now I'm in Minnesota, Ham Lake, living at, spending time between both my parents' house, living, living the good life. <laughs> Very cool. What's uh, what's the weather in Minnesota like right now? Gosh, it's like seventies, beautiful, sunny. Nice. Can't complain. Nice. We're, we're it's getting cold here. Oh my god, Omaha is beautiful though. It's like. It's kind of the perfect weather. 
You are the only guest I think we've ever had that has said <laughs> Omaha is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have we, uh, compared to Minnesota in the winter, just being a little bit more south. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> the sweet spot. <laughs> it, it makes a difference. We're from Michigan originally, and yeah, the winters there are definitely different than here. See, you guys got it. You can appreciate. Um, yeah, sh shitty cities. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you got it right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, we we look at this one for sure. You can't polish this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I choked on my starburst. No, that's not good. I know. All right, guys, I'm out. <laughs> that's when you're praying for a lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They're too small, though. You know, I can't. Yeah. It tastes good, though. Yeah, no, I'm heavy set. It would take a whole pack of anything. <laughs> Heavy set. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been in comedy? I've been doing this, oh my gosh, since 2007. So, how many years is that? 14 years? That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. That is crazy. Thanks for dating that. For me, because that's uh, when I graduated. So now I know how old I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, so how old are you guys? Uh, I think I'm 33. Right? I just had a birthday. Yeah, I'm 42. Then. Yeah, 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 something like that. We're in the ballpark of them ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 34. So we're all kind of. We all get it. You know what's? Oh, right on. We know everything, and we don't know anything. <laughs> it's a good feeling. <laughs> how did you? Uh, how'd you get your start? I um originally wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be on SNL, um, and I, I was told that oh, if you want to be on SNL, you have to do stand up. So I was like, okay, what stand? What stand up? Um, <laughs> Like I'd seen comedians on like Comedy Central and stuff, but I just thought those were like actors or something. Like I didn't get that it was a job, um, which it really <laughs> isn't a job, but we pretend it is. Um, and then I just started. I just started doing open mics. I was twenty. I my uh, I like yeah couldn't even drink, and I was getting paid in drink tickets, and. Uh, going to college and my grandma drove me and my mom drove me to all my shows <laughs> I was that like kid where everyone was like oh god she's here with her <laughs> with her mom and her grandma <laughs> <laughs> so like uh when did you get out and like actually do some road gigs and how long did it take you to do that gosh only a few months I started in August but I did a road gig in, I remember it was on Valentine's Day. It was my first road gig. And I was like, so excited. And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to MC. I had no idea what that meant. But I was like, okay, cool. Um, I had to do 10 minutes. And I was like, shit, this is going to be horrible. I don't have 10 minutes. But you just always say yes. But I got there and I was like, okay, so how much do I get paid? Because I, I didn't ask for it. And they just laughed. They were like, what? No, you don't get paid. 
And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. Um, and then they're like, but you do get a free meal. And I was like, dope. So I just like ordered like the most expensive meal at this like supper club, which was like $18 or whatever. And as we're eating, like, like the manager comes over and is like, I hear him talking to the other comics, the headliner feature, like, no, they're like, no, no, no one gets free meals. So they're saying that as I'm like scooping food in my mouth and I'm just like spit it out, like, fuck, I don't have $18. <laughs> like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, oh no. But so then like, they ended up having to like haggle with them and you know, this was, yeah. And then I ended up getting my meal covered somehow and did my set and totally bombed and everyone bombed. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was comedy and I loved it. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was great. <laughs> do you, uh, do you remember having like a, a really bad heckler? Do you have a story? Oh yeah. I've been, I've been heckled where a lot of it will just be like people like on their phones or something, or I've had people just like, I'll ask a rhetorical question, which is how I start most of my jokes. And they just answer it with like, duh, or yeah, or uh, <laughs> I know that frogs have legs. <laughs> like it's like, and I'm like, okay, that's, cool. And I just <laughs> press on. That's my mother-in-law. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get mean to, but she acts like when she, when you go to a comedy club with her, she gets a private conversation between her and the comedian. So yep. like if they do ask a question or something like that, like she'll just answer like, oh, you must have been talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And my um my third time ever on stage, I thought I was gonna get heckled and I started crying and ran off stage. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, I've been yeah, I've been doing comedy for that was like my first or second week. And then I came back and I, I wrote, I went to the bathroom crying. And I wrote on toilet paper. I wrote like, I'm so sorry. That was so unprofessional. And there's like tear stains on the toilet paper. Like you can barely read it. <laughs> and I hand it to the host of the show and he's just laughing. He's like, you're fine. He's like, here, come back up here. He brought me back on stage and was like, Hey, can you guys pay attention to her? Cause it was in this rowdy bar. Can you guys just pay attention to her? She's gonna do one more joke. I did a joke. They laughed and I got up. <laughs> and I was there that, at that time with my dad. And uh, he was like, so did you learn anything from this experience? And I was like, yeah, I learned don't, don't cry on stage. And he was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> would have thought you already knew that, but at least you learned. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so you got, you got upset before the heckling began? Yes. It was just, it was quiet. It wasn't even like people were kind of quiet, but they were just talking and ignoring me. And I could just tell that no one was enjoying it. And it just okay. made me really sad because I was yeah. just like, oh, my God, like, I suck at this. Like, I, I'm awful. And I just started crying. Uh, but yeah. I'm an emotional person. So, I mean, I've cried many times on stage. Just ma many, many. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I used to host uh, open mic at a yeah. biker bar. And, oh, uh, yeah, God. it kind of got the same feeling there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, you cried on stage, I imagine. No, I haven't, but I've watched other people do it. Uh, I, I'm kind of the guy that cries in the car on the way home. <laughs> there you go. That's another what, like, decision that I make. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's just part of being on the road, I think. If you don't cry at some part yeah. along the trip, you know, it's not really. Or if you haven't thought, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent ups and downs, and yeah, I am just a train wreck. But that's kind of what gives me my appeal is that it's like I'm living in the moment and feeling everything, and and I care so much about it. Whereas as you go on, yeah, you care a little bit less. You know, you get a little like things become like work. You know, like this is my job. But um, yeah, I just cared so deeply about it. I wanted, I, I like wanted to be good and I worked really hard. Like my first year I was going on stage 10 or 12 times a week, every single week and just getting in those reps and getting really good. And I'm just glad I wasn't afraid of the, like going badly. And I still wanted to do it. Like I passed that filter of like, this sucks, but I still want to do it. So I think having those experiences just helps solidify like, no, you, you got to show them. <laughs> you gotta show. <laughs> Do you ever go back and watch material or anything that you had recorded? I recently watched my first ever set, which I have a recording of, which I did great. Like I had my first set and I like told these just weird one-liners and the audience was like who the fuck is this it was a hot crowd so it wasn't like it's gonna be super hard to kill they were a super focused crowd with like 300 people it was acme's open mic um and it was just a hot crowd but i had an amazing set and people were like who is this chick like what's going on so i felt really good about it and i was on cloud nine watched the set later and it's horrifying how awful i was <laughs> like I mean, I've grown so much. But it's like, yes, I had some funny stuff or whatever, but like so much has changed. I've grown so much, which is good. But I had just some horrible jokes that were just, <laughs> just, you know, I don't know, just yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> none that, there's none in there that you'd want to bring back and, and try to kind of maybe rework or any, anything I like that? I had one, and I don't know, I probably could. Uh, and I do that. I do that from time to time. Go back and look at older jokes because I'm I'm such I'm very prolific with like I do one liners. So I'll, I have thousands and thousands of jokes I've written and so many I forget about. So, yeah, I do like to go back and like I've done that many times where I brought back a joke and just what I usually do is just make it longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just add more tension to it and then the same punchline will work a little bit better. So I've found that that can work um yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i think i think everybody loves one-liner comedy uh even people that don't really understand comedy mm. they at least get good one-liners what uh what's your opinion on writing a good one-liner i i treat it like a game and a lot of times i'll watch like a game show and then i'll pick out a topic or a word and then i'll free write on that word and just try to find a like an interesting way of looking at something and i love one liners but there's this pressure there has been this pressure to 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 be vulnerable and let people know who you are so i've transitioned away from one liners into real life stories about like my health condition death like depression uh just all those real things that i deal with which I love too, but like, it's funny because I think I need to go back to one-liners because I don't need to necessarily tell everyone all about me and be vulnerable all the time. I think I can just make silly jokes and help people escape a little bit too. 
So I'm trying to rework that now coming out of the pandemic of like, no, people, you're right. People fucking love one-liners. They do. <laughs> people hate them, but also you see a one-liner comic crush and it's unlike anything you've ever seen. But, you know, you see a storyteller crush too and you're like, fuck, that's so good. That's what I need to be doing. But like, I think we need more one-liner comics. So I think I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a very select few that, that have done well with it. Yeah, like Stephen Wright was Amazing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it was. It's just that old school style of comedy, and like you yeah. said, the storytelling and the more personal shit is kind of what you see more now in comedy. Yep. Yep. And and thank God for it, because I can't write one liners. I can only get on stage <laughs> and tell people about my fucked up family. So, what well, you? Yeah. No, that's I think fucked up one liners are great too, though. I mean, Anthony Jeselnik is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, but it's not necessarily true and vulnerable stuff, though. But I, I would like to hear some one liners about your fucked up life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to start working on some one liners, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I got a bunch of my dad's in a wheelchair jokes. <laughs> yeah, them, them go over it. <laughs> is that true? Yes, yeah. yeah. No, everything I make fun of in my comedy is 100% true. It's just my outlook on how I get to deal with it. So, yeah. That's great. My dad's in a wheelchair, too. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. It's missing a leg. If you tell me your dad's missing a leg, I'm going to shit myself. No, no, I'm just kidding. He's not He's not in a wheelchair. Uh, right on. He actually, he's, he died. And guess what? Today's his birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, that's true, though. God, I, I, this is not doing good at comedy. <laughs> yeah, see, now I, was gonna, yeah now, now I don't know what you're fucking with me. <laughs> I love it. No, yeah. Yep. What's that? So, uh, well, happy birthday to him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you. I'll let him know. <laughs> One day. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not now. Uh, so, yeah, no, my dad is unfortunately still with us. I thought we were losing him last night, and not, he's still here. Really? <laughs> just, yeah. just a fall, no big deal. But, oh, God. Uh, I, I love it. It's like raising a kid all over again. It really is. <laughs> That's great. And you guys are brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what our mom told us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I searched um, Danny Whitman on Facebook. Yeah. And so funny. I thought you might get a kick out of this. I took a screenshot of it. Let me pull it up on my phone just so I can read it right. Okay. We couldn't find anything to show for Danny Whitman. What <laughs> 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 so popped up, which I thought was hilarious. So I was like, oh, maybe they're doing that for everyone. But it was just, it just was a glitch. But I love it. <laughs> searching and being like we can't find anything to show for this person said <laughs> <laughs> nothing with his life yeah. <laughs> uh, but no yeah then there's your band and posts and things like that and you got your shows coming up i saw that so god now i wonder yeah. how many people have told me to fuck off in a very rude manner now i wonder if they've done the same thing how many times facebook's fucked me over there <laughs> yeah maybe you don't exist <laughs> I apologize to Mark Holton if that's why you hate me, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, some some people some people are really rude when they say no to the show. I don't know. You people can just say no. <laughs> I literally I, 
What's that? I say yes to I say yes to literally every podcast anyone asks me to be on. I don't care. This is fun. I don't know who would say no to a podcast. It's so easy. <laughs> There's a yeah, no, some of the you know people that don't want to be on the show, like some of them are really cool. And then, uh, yeah, some are like, oh, you can go fuck yourself. And I'm like, hey, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm just a human being over here. No big deal. Honestly, it's dope, though, because I looked at through your episodes. You got some fucking awesome people on, which I was like, this is dope. Um, and I listened to that last episode, too. And that, well, the first like part of it, um, it was so good, though, and so interesting. And you guys are just so chill. And I was like, okay, cool. This is gonna be dope. But yeah, I mean, we uh, we try to be chill. We're not Joe Rogan. We're not gonna like pressure you into buying shit and like, you know. Well, I am. Yeah, like. I think you've convinced me to do Anchor FM. You know. Well, yeah. Well, that's cool. I hope Anchor's paying attention to this shit, <laughs> man. Yeah. No, it sounds easy. I was like, okay, yeah, because that's the part that. I've done so many pot like hosted my own and my husband produces podcasts and has done a bunch and worked with a bunch of people, but it's so much fucking work. So if there's a way for it to be easy, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a lot of work and you know, I, I think a lot of people don't understand that. I you know mm -hmm. some people just think it comes easy and no, it is a lot of work. It takes time to get them off the ground too, you know. It, I think a lot of people quit too soon because they don't get, you know, a million views right away. And it does take a minute, you know, to get yep. the fan base built. Yeah. We're just starting to get there. So, you know, there's, it's, there's a lot yeah. out there. So, yeah, you've got to give well, people a chance to find you. I searched, like, when I searched it in Spotify, it came up and auto-filled in pretty quickly. And it seems like you guys are showing up quick, at least for awesome. you know, Yeah. Um, See, so you start working with Hollywood folk, and all of a sudden, yep. Google knows yep. who you are. Yeah, that yep. didn't happen with my last show. I'll point that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? But I just think it's so great just putting yourself out there and asking people because you never know who's going to say yes. Um, that's just yeah, just whatever. That's what I wrote a post today about my dad because he was always like, the worst they can say is no. You know, it's just fucking ask. So I'm trying to get better at just like ask you know asking like for advice or whatever just was like what they say no or they ignore you like who gives a shit they're gonna forget about you who cares <laughs> <laughs> so was uh was your dad always really supportive of your comedy behind the behind the scenes he you know wished i was a doctor or scientist or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but uh he no he thought it was really cool he'd quote my jokes to his his friends and out hunting you know he'd use some like i have a joke where it ends with damn it wisconsin so he would just say that all the time yeah. um and he even tried comedy when i first started he was like oh you know I, I wonder if i could do this too you know and so he came to open mics and wrote some sets did like three or four open mics and then came to me and he was having so much fun like he would write jokes and we would run stuff by each other and he was very bad, like just did not understand joke writing <laughs> and very old timey, just kind of just so cringy. Um, but he had one set where he just it was a snowstorm and he did a character called Joe Rock and just crushed it. And it was so fun to watch. But then like a couple weeks later, he came to me and he sat me down. He's like, you know, I just want you to know that like 
after trying comedy, he's like, I know this isn't for me. And he was like, and also it's really hard. And he said, I didn't realize it was this hard. And he said, and you're good at it. So keep doing it. I think you got something, which was just really cool to have him like realize that like, oh, not only is this hard, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a skill. So I got, I got that out of him, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, no, that, that is really cool. I, God, I wonder what it'd be like for my dad to pay me a compliment. <laughs> Just... <laughs> right. I mean, my dad wasn't very super. We're not going to do it at the sake of putting him on stage in front of people because he will get us canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, dad. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what dads do. They just, <laughs> they just die. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's really funny. But you, yeah, maybe put him on stage just for fun. Oh yeah, no, you no, talk I, about cringeworthy. That's uh, that's other an understatement. Do not need to hear his opinions on things. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Gosh, that's most people. Don't <laughs> oh, I, I'm not even kidding. I listen to him speak, and I'm like, God oh, damn it! I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> that hateful shit cannot fall out of your face, oh. you know. Just he—he's just so old school. It's—it's it's sick, you know. It's just like, oh. yeah. My dad had a joke about like walking in on my grandma shaving her vagina, and I'm like, did this really <laughs> happen? Because <laughs> why are you talking about this? But, I don't know if it did or not, but I never asked. I never found. <laughs> You didn't want to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't need to know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cer certain things are better left a mystery. <laughs> exactly. Don't need any follow up. <laughs> yeah. No, it saves on the counseling. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually have a, a story I had been kind of working on before the pandemic. Um, but, um, because uh, you asked about being heckled I was doing a show it was my first time headlining Acme my home club in Minneapolis and I was you know I did I had my hour like I wasn't really having my hour as I had been had been doing headlining other clubs and stuff for a while but I was just really nervous like this is like an A club doing an hour and doing my material and I started doing a story about my dad and this was after he passed he died in 2010 I think this was like 2016 so I um was doing a story about him and then during the story like I couldn't get through it and I just started crying on stage like, which as happens um but I was just up there and I just felt like god like I can't even get through this like this is just so awkward like I was embarrassed and I just told Dennis you know like I'm, I'm sorry like I didn't know if I could continue I was just out, you know it was just fucking surreal and just weird and hard but then someone in the audience and like the way back like stood up and shouted uh your dad's proud of you <laughs> <laughs> and then i just started crying because i was like oh i just even more like oh my god i don't know like i needed to hear that but it was just like cool because i was like well that was like the best heckle <laughs> like, yeah it really is <laughs> i've ever had I, was like, I need more of that like just people coming to stage be, coming to my shows being like your dad loves you you're good at what you do you're a good person <laughs> so, so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately I, i've never experienced that kind of heckling <laughs> I, compliment heckling. <laughs> I don't even know how i handle that yeah right i know i was like oh you smell wonderful <laughs> 
keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool because it also kind of seems like something my dad would do because like I don't he wouldn't I don't know if he would say he was proud of me, but he would give someone 20 bucks and tell him to shout it at one of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that tracks. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> So uh, how did you get on working Last Comic Standing? I had, God, I had so many friends who were on the show and I wanted to do it my whole life. The show came out like the year I started stand up and I, or maybe, no, a couple years before. And I waited in line to try to get in at my, at the, the club. It wasn't the home club at the time, but I waited in line in the, in the snow and I didn't make the cut. You had to be like the first 100 and I was like 200 in line. So I just stood out in the snow all day didn't get in and I just always wanted to I'd auditioned a couple times but like there's certain some there's auditioning where they just have the line and they want to look like people are auditioning but the people who actually get on tv most of them have an appointment where someone got them uh, you guys I'm sure know all this but like maybe listeners don't uh you, you get an appointment to audition and they do special showcase shows where like they kind of have picked like these are the people we want you to see the line that's pretend that's all the crazy people they don't know that they have no chance uh, <laughs> that's for the extras there yes <laughs> that's exactly and i i slept overnight in a tent in like zero degree weather one of the years too and i'm like jesus i was a prop um <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches <laughs> so in 2015 they were, actually, I think I even started auditioning in 2014. It took me several rounds of auditions to even get to be in front of cameras because they kind of changed it the uh, the last two years, season eight and nine. Um, Wanda Sykes and Paige Hurwitz kind of took over and they wanted it to be more about comedy and less about like finding the weirdos. They wanted to make show people looking good, doing good just be about pure comedy that's all we need comedy is entertaining enough we don't need to see someone bomb and then tear them apart uh, yeah. which is entertaining too i guess but yeah so um i auditioned at uh the hollywood improv i did two rounds told i got the show and then got a uh so like yep you're gonna be on it got a phone call a couple of months later saying actually no you didn't get it you have to audition again so i auditioned again did good at that taping again and then got to do like the the tapings and um yeah that was and it was it was awesome it was terrifying and it was it was terrifying and awesome <laughs> <laughs> so who was the most intimidating person you would say to do comedy in front of there oh gosh i mean norm mcdonald <laughs> was um, yeah. yeah it was intimidating and he you, throughout the week you kind of would hear from people being like oh yeah he was being the most critical he was you know, really wanted to help people and was like tearing, not tearing things apart, but was noting things and giving like critical notes. Um, Roseanne Barr too, this was before everyone knew she was like crazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we know, always what year were you on the show? 89. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. She's always been crazy. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, I, I know she, I was intimidated by her as well. And, and um, Keenan, uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's like he just he, I was intimidated by him as well he was so kind um but I just wanted them all to love me and be my friends then uh, it but honestly though it was like yeah I wanted them to like me but it's, it was just like it was the crowd that was gonna decide 
if I moved on or not, because if the crowd's not laughing, if the judges like you, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it was just intimidating as all hell. Like, honestly, I was so nervous. I, I mean, so there's 20 people who go up the first night, only two move on. And I'm just like, honestly, the odds of moving on are so low. I don't even care if I don't move on. I just want to have a good set. Just a good set. My first time on TV, I practiced that set night, like, like over and over and over again. I had it down and I knew I was going to have a good set because these were good jokes, but still you don't know. But I was like, dude, if they, people don't like these jokes, then fuck them because these are good <laughs> jokes and whatever. So I had that confidence going in. I went and did my first set and had a blast. It went really well. Uh, and the judges, you know, saw something in me at like, nor like I, you know, I'm kind of weird. So they were kind of like, who is this girl? Like what? Like I managed to stand out by being me and being silly and yeah. And so that was fucking great. And to move on, like my competition was insane. Like, you know, they pick working comics from all over the country who are like freaking hilarious and we have two move on. So I was just, what I was just so surprised because so many of the comedians too are now way more successful than I am um, and have gone on and already were and way more successful than I am currently now even after the show so it's just like it's insane so much of it is just you know right place right time but yeah so the first first set went great and I was like all right I'm done like I moved on I'm done um <laughs> which was a great feeling but it, I had been doing the same set for about seven or eight months and now I had two days to prepare for my next set which you know shouldn't be that big of a problem it's only again like a four minute set but I was just terrified I was like I had to have this whole separate set down and memorized had to get all the jokes approved so it's like a lot of my jokes I couldn't tell it was one-liner so I was telling them in a different order. My brain automatically connects jokes. So I was like fighting that feeling and um, just not feeling as confident in this material because I hadn't really tried it all together. And I was trying to do shows around town and just wasn't getting as good of responses from it. <clears throat> so I was nervous and I go into that second show and I do my first joke and the audience is not responding. They're kind of like, oh, that's a joke, I guess. Cool do my second joke and you know they're like whatever okay she's she's a, co a comedian I guess uh how'd she get here and then can't remember my third joke <laughs> can't I'm on stage and literally I'm just pausing for several seconds and then I go meow 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 I'm a cat. meow 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 and meow for a few seconds until I remember my jokes and what's just fucking weird is that it worked. Uh, being bad <laughs> was enough to distract them long enough. And the, cr the crowd just uh, switch flipped. And they were like, once I was a cat and then told my next joke, they were completely on my side. They were like, who the fuck is this? What is going on? The rest of my jokes, they were totally on board. Like, they didn't know what I was going to say. I think they were just concerned for me. Like, is she okay? Um, <laughs> just on my side. And I did the set and I crushed it the rest of the set. Um, had I not been a cat, there's no effing way I would have moved on. I just wouldn't have. I would have been forgotten. It, it, the jokes wouldn't have hit because I was so nervous. The audience could tell. 
and the jokes, I mean, are solid jokes. I, you know, they're on my albums and stuff like that. Like they're good jokes, but so much of it is who, you know, the delivery, but yeah. Uh, so being, yeah. It's yeah. Actually, uh, one of our comedian friends from, from here was on that se same yeah. season. Oh, was it the same yeah. season? Oh, I was yeah. going to, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. buddy, Nick, Nick Allen. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing better than me. I tell you that. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's all right. He's doing okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no Morning way talk it's... radio host, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you remember anybody else uh, that kind of blew you away that was on that season? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Ian Beggs was just killing it, crushing it every night. Um, I mean, obviously Clayton English, who won the whole thing, he was just destroying, but he was like the guy to beat for most of it. Uh, his persona is just so good. He's just so chill and just so likable. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, Taylor Tomlinson fucking so good. Uh, she got edged out by Michael Palisak, who's also fucking awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was just. Yeah, I just, uh, well, not recently. I haven't seen it a while ago, but she has a great uh, stand-up special on Netflix. Oh, here. yeah. God, she's amazing. She's so funny. Um, yeah, and Dominique, she was also in the top five. She was so good, too. Like, like on the tour, it was just so fun. Like, yeah, the, the ta there's just so much talent. There's too much talent in this world, and not enough people know about all this these talented comedians because it's, it's hard to, like, break free and become mainstream even mainstream comics aren't really <laughs> mainstream it's like it's like people just don't they're not comedians don't always become household names it's kind of hard to be a household name yeah um, but yeah right. I, I just i just think there's so much talent in comedy i think they need to keep doing stand-up comedy shows just to, like that should be prime time why doesn't nbc just have two hours of an open mic with comedians like it's hilarious <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, it surprised me to see somebody like Josh Blue doing um, America's Got Talent at this point, because I'm like, you know, that's a very well-known comedian. Yeah, like, like you yeah, should but, be able to sell seats, dude. You're oh, quite yeah. talented, you know? You know, and he he was a finalist on there um, and that, but, uh, I, you know, I was just like, wow, like, you know, it, I, it's hard to get your name out there. <laughs> no, I did. I did America's Got Talent, too, and, like, part of me was like, I never want to do a game show again. Because of how stressful it was, this usually it's so stressful. It's too it's too stressful. It's just it's too it's too stressful. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do America's Got Talent um, because you, that does way more for your career than Last Comic Standing or a late night set because you just get seen by so many people, and it's a great credit. And I did it. <clears throat> had an amazing set. Like, I think a lot of comics destroy. Um, I, had, I got my applause breaks, did great. Judges loved me, had a great back and forth. But due to the pandemic and scheduling issues, I didn't end up making it onto the show, which happens really? a lot, I guess. So comics get on, do well, but a lot of acts don't make it. They just don't make it into the cut of the show. So I'm seen, they they show me and I they I say, hey, I'm Andy Erickson, and I'm from Ham Lake. And then I'm like, the, was on the first episode of that season, but then they didn't show my set. So I'm like, technically, they're like, yeah, you can use this credit. And I probably still will a little bit. But I didn't get my set seen by anybody, which I love the show. 
Um, but I still, uh, I'm a little bitter because you put in all this work and they're like, oh, you'll, you'll be paid. You don't get paid anything, zero, nothing. And like, well, you'll be paid in exposure. Oh yeah, great. I didn't get into that. So, so still haven't been paid. Uh, yeah, but whatever. It's a great show. You should do it. Um, all right, real quick, we got to switch gears on you real fast because we had to get some uh, stories out of you. For, uh, you worked on Screen Queens, correct? Yeah, that was awesome. Highly recommend being on a TV show if anyone has the opportunity. <laughs> yep, that was nuts too. I had never auditioned for a television show before, but Ryan Murphy, his his people, his casting people, found me on Insta, oh, found me on Twitter. I'm looking for someone with my heart condition for the show. And so they reached out to me. I went and did my audition. And two days later, they cast me on the show. My very first ever acting audition. I, I, I booked a recurring guest star role, which I like making people mad. <laughs> like, no. what? Isn't that easy? They don't just find you? <laughs> so is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis pretty cool to work with? She is fucking amazing. She's badass. She directed one of the episodes. And it was so fun getting to see her like just take charge make decisions and the way she just interacted with like John Stamos and the other actor, you know, you know, busting their balls and just, she was, yeah. And we would do like run throughs of the scenes and she'd be making jokes and just encouraging everybody. And yeah, she was just, she was so cool and kind. Yeah. She was just yeah. so talented. That, that's always cool. I, I've always been such a big fan of her. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. She's done so many awesome movies and tv work that show has an awesome cast to it i know it was insane yeah everyone was so fucking cool you could tell acting is hard and like i'm not very good at it i managed i did my lines (laughs) they're just so talented and they were it's they work you know they work their days and it's it's a it's a real job you know it's it's easier than a lot of jobs but it's still like it's taxing mentally uh, to just the schedules were insane and and just having to crank out those episodes and they yeah it, it's just a and then you, you can't do anything yeah, else you can't like plan trips or anything you, it's only that show for like four or five months there's no way i could do a show with john stamos because my wife would leave me or she'd get me kicked off the show because she'd <laughs> I'll tell you what, the five months is going to be the test whether or not I'm gay. <laughs> Dude, John she Stamos. Might have to get in line. I did a, a, I got a selfie with him and he kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> and it's blurry though, because I was like, what? And like my moving my camera, but whatever. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I want to remember it. Like, what? But yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah. Was dope. No, I've never heard a bad story about Stamos. He's a cool dude. Yep, good. I don't want to hear one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's my uncle Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can think of it. No, I really can't. Oh, uh, but all right. Yeah, we'll, we will let you go. I promised I'd have you out of here at a certain time. So, you know, we're a little short than normal, but uh, we'll let you go. Uh, kid, plug your social media, anything you got coming out, anything you want to promote. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Andy Erickson, which is A N D Y E R I K S O N. Uh, I got my um, album playing on Sirius. If you hear it, just don't skip. Keep listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I guess. Can you skip? Don't change the channel. Um, yeah, uh, 
I'm online. Come find me. I'm on Instagram. And uh, I, I host a show at the Hollywood Improv Lab with Amber Preston, the, like the first Saturday of the month. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be back in LA in December. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my jam. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Work it. Now, is your album out for sale? Yep. It's called, um, oh God, what's it called? Secret Unicorn. It's on all the, the um, Spotify and all that. And it's a lot of one-liners and silliness and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. My husband's on it. He pretends to be a unicorn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Enjoy. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go check it out for sure. So sweet. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, we hope to have you back here uh, sometime in the future. Hell yeah. And if you guys are ever performing near me, I'll come check you guys out. Awesome. Yeah. Same for you. Uh, yeah. If you're in Omaha, within sometime within the end of this year let us know if not we're moving to la next uh spring yeah spring so yeah. <laughs> yeah hell yeah let's definitely meet up and i've got family in omaha so I'll, I'll keep an eye out but yeah thanks for having me guys so fun that was awesome talking with you all right yeah. have a great one thank you, you. yep bye bye